Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. Everybody, it's me, Jeff Dwoskin, back for another bonus episode of Crossing the Streams. I'm getting letters from all over the world, people thanking me for putting out these bonus episodes, people spending countless hours in front of the TV that they would have spent with family, and they can't thank me enough. So let's keep it going, shall we? This bonus episode is made up of a collection of three segments from our live show. That's right, our live show is every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You're welcome to join us for a full hour of live crossing the streams. You can comment along, join us on the Fireside app, even come on stage and talk about the shows that we're talking about, and maybe one day you'll end up on one of these episodes. I'm going to mention that a few times during this episode. I really want you to join us when we're live. It's super fun. You can catch up on our YouTube channel. Just search The Jeff Dewaskin Show. We have over 54 hours of TV watching suggestions waiting for you. This bonus podcast episode is excerpts from episodes 23, 37, and 38. We're discussing the TV show's Upload, Longmire, and The Real Rocky. Without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Howard Rosner to tell us all about Upload. So, We're going to uh, talk about Howard is going to talk all about Upload. Thank you, Brian so and Brian. I, well done, both of yeah. you. Upload was uh, a show that I just stumbled across this past weekend and I didn't realize. So Upload's on Amazon Prime. It was created and written by Greg Daniels, who created The Office and Parks and Rec, among other things. It is... It's one of the best new shows that I've seen in a long time. 10 episode first season. It It's such an amalgam of like four different types of shows. It's got a great satirical comedy. Um, so just the gist of the show. The gist of the show is set about 10 years, 12 years in the future. And when it is your time or when you know it is going to soon be your time, you have an option to die. and. Hope you go somewhere. The faith, the faith, religion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. I got. I had something show up in my microphone. Sorry. Um, so you can have faith that you go somewhere, or the other thing is you could upload to a, for lack of a better term, virtual reality afterlife. And there are different afterlives depending on where you in, you know, how how much money you want to invest in it. So the story is a young guy who's in the IT world who has a very rich girlfriend, and he is in a car accident in the first episode and trying to decide what he wants to do. And his girlfriend convinces him, you can be uploaded to uh, Lakeview, which is the most ritzy of all the afterlives. You can upload. I'll take care of it. My family will cover you forever, and we can be together forever. So he uploads to Lakeview. And so that's the gist of the show. But where it becomes really four different shows is it's it's a satire on where we are today in terms of being online. So in the afterlife, everything extra, like if you want to change your clothes, there's a pop-up. Do you want to pay the extra charge just like in iTunes? In an app, it's an in-app purchase. 
to upgrade your room or upgrade that. So there's the satire of that. There's the very poignant, I think, message about about the afterlife and about is it better to have faith that you go somewhere or to know that you're going to be connected in this very grounded, connected to the world still thing the rest of your life. So there's that poignant story. His customer service rep, um, who's his angel, who he discovers in the first episode, he ends up developing a very close relationship with. So there's a bit of a romantic edge to it. And then the other part of it is, as the episode goes, as the series goes along, you discover that it's very likely that the cause of him having this car accident in this self-driving car was probably some form of espionage. And there's a little bit of a mystery as to who did it and how he ended up there. A story wrapped in a story wrapped in a story. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it sounds I, like there's a lot going on in this show. A riddle it, it, around the riddle. It really is. Riddle. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, we, we talk about it a lot. I started watching it. I was about an episode and a half in and just, you know, watching it, my wife paying attention in the background. And by the end of that second episode, she was hooked and sat down to watch the rest of the series with me. And that's always a good judge for me, right? I know that she's locked in like I am and saying to me, this is a really interesting show. It's really funny, but not ha-ha funny. Again, there's some great commentary on how we are, how our lives are today. There's He's living in this Lakeview on an unlimited plan. So he's got the best of everything. The food is unlimited, just unbelievable food. And then living in the basement of Lakeview are the two giggers who get two gigs of data a month for the rest of their lives <laughs> and who, if they end up using it, they're just frozen for the rest of the month, just black and white frozen sitting on a bed. So it's, you know, there's a great commentary. And again, it's really good. Uh, the actors are, you know, there's, there's nobody that you've really seen. One of the main actresses uh, is a woman named Andy Allo, who I came to discover is Cameroonian and she's a musician who actually was in the, what the new power generation with Prince toward the end. So she's a, you know, trained musician. Uh, I think she's an amazing actress. I think she's really, really great in the show. The main character is pretty good. So yeah, it's, it's really intriguing. I'm super hopeful they make another couple of seasons, which I think they would with Greg Daniels. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Howard, I I just, I just looked it up online. I, I see that William Davis is one of the recurring characters that uh, he's the older guy. He, he was the smoking man in X-Files. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he plays a choke brother who lives across the hall from the main character who just, he has got, so his room, like a hotel room opens up to an, a ridiculous estate. He's worth $57 billion wow. and he's everything Everything he does, he does a lot of things that are inherently inappropriate, but he also is the one in the first episode when he meets the main character, tells him that you were killed. That's what he tells him. And he's like, how do you, I don't know, I just died in a car accident. It's like, no, I, you were murdered. And boom, uh, boom, boom. yeah, so it's, it's, uh, he's, he's really good in the show. Yeah. I mean, it's really well cast. His girlfriend is a woman named Allegra Edwards. I've never seen her in anything before, but she's. Uh, over the top her family's over the top and really good so yeah uh, again another show that uh you know similar in a way to made for love which i did a few weeks ago but you know that combination of it and 
our lives as we go forward, but really, really good and a really easy watch. Uh, and we plowed through 10 episodes in like a day and a half. So a little echoes of San Junipero when you first came out of the gate describing it, that remind me a lot of that, San, uh, that episode of Black the award winning Black Mirror. Episode. Yeah. San Junipero is uh, the, yeah, I, I've, I've watched that episode. I, ten, I once watched times. a, TEDx speech that said there's a statistical probability that we're living in a matrix, right? It was a guy who gave it. I couldn't sleep for four fucking weeks. <laughs> this is the show for me. I was like, no, 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 don't tell me that. I don't wonder though with an upload thing because technology changes. Imagine like, you know, 15 years ago, it's like you can put everything you know on this floppy disk or this zip drive or this side quest yeah, drive, right? right? And then it's like, and then it'd be like, you'd have to go to the family and go, we had to upgrade, you know, we need, but we that's, need gigs, uh, you know, that gigs happens. Eggs, you that know. happens in one of the later episodes in the series. They have to, the customer service reps actually have to tuck in virtually. So you're connected to real, to the real world via the afterlife. Like he, the main character actually is on a computer screen at his own funeral which is pretty funny. It, it makes for some funny things, but that actually is one of the later episodes is they get a software update. So yeah. all the characters need to be tucked in at night and they update all the software. Like the, one of the guys, main characters wakes up the next morning and he's like, thank God, you finally made good tasting bagels. Yeah, it hits on all those tropes of technology where we're at. Yeah, I recommend it. I love it. All right, that was Upload with Howard Rosner. Sounds like a really great show. Next up is friend of the show, Jess Paul, and she is going to take us through Longmire. Longmire. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we we don't won't. Know. I mean, I have, to, I have to convince you guys, right? You just have to love it. I, you, yeah. just have to, you just have to lay it out. If we, you like it, it will seep through. We're you, listening for the passion, Jess. That's what we're listening yeah. for. Oh, and do I ever have it for anything that I talk about? Okay. So I got to say about Longmire, it's a bit of a comfort show. And I'll, I'll read you guys off, you know, the little log line here so that we can just get a foundation. Okay. Walt Longmire is the dedicated and unflappable sheriff of Absaroka County, Wyoming. Wyoming. Um, widowed only a year. He is a man in psychic repair, but buries his pain behind his brave face, unassuming grin and dry wit. And does he have it ever? The way that I discovered this show is that my dad and I, we swap uh, show wrecks and they don't always match up. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for us to watch the shows that each other are watching, but we try to find some, you know, some qualities that overlap. And so he mentioned Longmire. He's like, yeah, I watched Longmire. And it's like, there's, I think there's six seasons. I'm only on like season four or five. I think they also, it originally was on one of the network shows and had like a normal amount of, was that, is that right? Am I making that up? I should have really looked that up. I don't even know. I, I don't think it was made for Netflix. It was it because it was out in two thousand four or two thousand twelve, as as early as two thousand twelve up to two thousand seventeen. It was funny because the the very first episode they played all of the so very two thousand fourteen music. It was like uh, "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked" by <laughs> Cage the Elephant and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is reminding me of very post college or whatever. <laughs> So anyways, so it's got it's got Robert Taylor. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar. This is my introduction to him, but he has done a lot. Um, Katie Sackoff, who does a couple like culty, culty, uh, 
things, you know, shows that people like. I feel like she was on like Star Trek or something. Mm. I might be making that up too. I can just be saying anything right now. I'm pretty sure she was on. <laughs> and then and then Lou Diamond Phillips. And so this is Wyoming. And the when my dad was talking to me and, and recommending his shows, he gave me like a medieval one that was also on Netflix. Couldn't even tell you what it was called. And then he gave he said, Yeah, and I'm watching Longmire, but you know, I don't know if you'd like that. It's like this sheriff out in Wyoming and he's he solves mysteries kind of like because Wyoming is kind of like not 10 years into the past, but they're just more simple there. Mm. So, you know, everybody knows everybody. And it also shares a lot of territory with Native Americans, like modern, you know, um, the res, you know, the res as they call it. And so I don't know if it's too Hollywood eyes, but I feel like I'm learning a little bit about that part of the country because there's no other reason that I would understand or even care about what's going up in like, you know, our hat, like by our hat, America's hat. And it's like the, the reason why it's kind of a, what did I call it? Like a guilty pleasure or or a comfort. I call it a comfort is because I, I love the mountains. I think I want to like go die there eventually, like go out in Montana or somewhere where it's really beautiful. So you see a lot of this lovely landscape, these again, like the farmland that you don't get to visit very often. But also this is actually after a series of books called the Walt Longmire Mysteries. I don't know when they were around, but I guess they were um, popular enough to make a TV show into. And Robert Taylor is, is just, he's he's got this like older salt tree man and like there's a little bit of something i don't want to spoil it too much but there's a little bit of something going on with him and his much younger deputy but you know they they just really hang that in the air to keep your interest to keep you watching will they or won't mm. they or, yeah and uh and so like i said i think this started on a network but now it's got like the usual 10 episode 10 episodic like Netflix kind of season into the later seasons. I haven't finished it yet. To be honest, I wish I could watch it more. But if you want kind of like a modern cowboy, because Walt, what I do love about it too is because I'm an actor. So I, I always really pay closest attention to acting performance actors, you know, that are in in these shows and movies that I watch. And I don't usually see such a, a wonderful, well, not I don't see them at all. Um, like much older protagonists, you know, much older actors being portrayed in in television. And so, I mean, he's like this grizzled kind of older gentleman and everything. And it's uh, it's I don't know, like every actor that ever comes up, they have to be like 30 to 40 years old or less than that, you know, when it comes to protagonists on network TV. So it, I mean, it's probably made for maybe that same demographic of, of older. And I think that's why my dad was like, I don't know if you like this, but it is, it's so comforting. And there's a little bit of mystery and the characters are great. The actors are great. I, to be honest, everything that I'll ever pick for like the crossing the streams, like shows or movies, it has to have good acting or else I'm turning it off before I even know if it's a good show or not. So good acting always here for my recommendation. Is that a movie or a series? I'm sorry. It's a series. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm on. I'm six seasons. Yeah. Six seasons. Wow. Six seasons. Yeah. Six seasons. I just looked it up. It's from 2012. It, it, that ran a long time. Six seasons. That's actually pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's a perfect run in my opinion. You guys watch so much TV. Don't you think, like, I've been talking about the British television model, which is six episodes. And I guess Australia would do something similar, probably. Um, and then you've got the Netflix season, which is 10 episodes. And then you've got network you know, seasonal TV, which could go up to like, like, what, is that 21 to 24, something like that? They vary against the networks. But like, 
I have to say that I believe, disagree or agree, that like the 10 episode Netflix model, maybe 12, maybe 12, is just the perfect right spot for a season. What do you think? Please weigh in. Well, some some only do, like the one I'm going to talk about in a little bit is only six. That's, and, yeah, the and, British model. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them are, I think, eight even. Like, really? Well, yeah. There's they, a lot of it that are like 12 and 13. There I are? Think, I think I think yeah. the important thing is... I think this maybe what your point is or where, where I think the smaller seasons, whether it be eight or 12 or nine or 10, it's all storytelling in the 24 episode like seasons, which we're used to just from growing up in America. Yeah. It's 80% of that's filler. It, it and, totally is. And that's likely exactly right. it's been, so they can get to um, reruns, you know, the, the hundred episode uh Oh, that they, you know, they can get to that faster, right? If they are knocking out 25 to 30 a year, they can get there within four years. So, you know, but again, then you have like these weird episodes like, oh, it was the episode where Jess just drove off to the CVS because she needed a new. Yeah, it's a real quick episode. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but she learned something about herself on the way. (laughs) Um, You know, so. I like the shorter ones, but I tell you, it doesn't make it necessarily better. I think all the American horror stories, which are very short and they don't continue and, you know, they're, it's an anthology, right? So it's not into the next thing. I always feel like the first three, four episodes killer. And then everyone goes off the rails. Like to, in my opinion, like you wouldn't yeah. believe. Did like, you guys ever talk about American horror story as a, as an episode, like as a pick on this show? No. No, no, I mean, you not. could pick a, a season, I think. Before, you, you yeah, you're right. Eight, eight I months. mean, no, nothing's ever done, at least that I can think of, anything like American Horror Story is done. It's really novel. And I did, I've watched the first three seasons and just like every, no, that's fine. Going to um, bed. <laughs> in the bed. Uh, hey, Jess, have you, um, just curious, have, have you seen the show Godless? No, never even heard of it. I don't think. because uh, I believe it's it's Netflix, but that's also it, it, it's a Western seven season uh, show that it kind of feels very similar to Longmire, like the way you're describing it. Sure. Uh, but that, that, yeah, but that that is actually uh, you know it's been super highly rated by a bunch of like Washington Post and Vanity Fair and all these other. Actually, when you first started talking about uh, Longmire, I actually thought you were talking about uh, Godless. I had to go okay. look it up. But so you might want to check that out. Okay. Is it so? Is that set in old western? Yeah, it's eighteen eighteen eighties with Jeff Jeff Daniels and oh, uh, it's yeah, set, it's, set in, it's set in the days of yore. The days of yore. <laughs> I want to see Justified with Timothy Timothy Oliphant. That's one. That's a yeah. western I want to see. All right, fabulous job, Jess Paul. Thank you very much. That was Longmire. You never know where the conversations are going to go. Tweet at us, at Jeff DeWaskin Show. How many episodes do you like in a season? Let us know what your sweet spot is. In the meantime, the final show we're going to cover this week, The Real Rocky from episode 38 with Bob Phillips. If you keep along with the show, you know Bob loves boxing, movies, and documentaries. He does not disappoint with The Real Rocky. Take it away, Bob. For those of you who can't get enough, (laughs) can't get enough of boxing. Look at that guy's face. Look at that guy's face. Our man, Bob Phillips, is back <laughs> with yet another boxing nice. drama. I, there, it, 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 for me, there is no more dramatic. There's no more moving. There's no more interesting arena uh, to explore you know, with people than when it comes to 
boxing, the ring, the life in and outside of it. And I hope I'm not boring viewers who are not boxing fans. So I'll keep it to the interesting points about this fellow named Chuck Wepner. You're not boring Chuck, anyone, Bob. The Bayonne right. Bleeder. Our the new sponsor, MyPillow. <laughs> well, so Chuck Wepner, six foot five and a half, 225 pounds, a mountain of a man, uh, very little talent for the game. But he had a heart that uh, just never gave out. He's still alive. I believe Chuck is 79, maybe 80 now. And this uh, this documentary uh, was it's an ESPN documentary, and it's uh, it's called The Real Rocky because Chuck Wepner is the man whose story upon which Rocky was um, uh, built. Sylvester Stallone cut uh, the Rocky character right from Chuck Wepner's life after Chuck fought Muhammad Ali in 1975. Uh, Muhammad was uh, was at the top of his game. He had just beat uh, uh, George Foreman, knocked him out in the eighth round. He's on top of the world. And as happens a lot in boxing, when you have a big fight like that and you're go you've gone the limit, your next fight, you generally, you take a round off. And he took a round off by fighting Chuck Wepner, who was like the number eight contender in the world, but he might as well have been the 800th. He had no business being in the ring with Ali with his skill level. But like I said, the guy was all heart. So this whole, this movie follows Chuck from before and after uh, the bout with Ali. And, and I'll tell you, uh, uh, this is not a spoiler. Chuck loses badly. <laughs> and uh, it's not very, a surprise. Very, very badly. Very badly. His 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 nickname was the Bayonne Bleeder. He was from Bayonne, New Jersey, and um, he bled a lot. And um, but but uh, in the ninth round, out of the blue, he knocked Muhammad Ali down. Something that didn't happen a lot in Muhammad's career. Joe Frazier knocked him down once. I think maybe Ken Norton. Kenny Norton, yeah. Uh, but he he, uh, he 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 hit him with a body punch right under the heart. While uh, Muhammad was going back, they claim, Muhammad claimed that he was stepping on his foot. They ruled it a knockdown. Muhammad went down, and he went down hard. Well, he wasn't real hurt. He got up, and while while they had to go to their uh, corners, Chuck Wepner went went to his corner and told the manager, "Go start the car. We're both going to be millionaires. I'm going to finish this guy." Well, that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the. Uh, the end result of that was it just pissed Muhammad off and he used him as a punching bag for the next six rounds. And Wepner then uh, made it his goal just to finish the fight. And Rocky borrowed from uh, again uh, his life. So he just wanted to go the distance. That's really all Wepner wanted. He got within 19 seconds of that. There was 19 seconds left in the 15th round and the referee stopped it because he got knocked down almost out of the ring. Uh, but uh, enormous heart, enormous courage, a very funny man. After that fight, fell on hard times. The documentary takes you through uh, the, the years of drug abuse. It takes you through, you know, failed comebacks, takes you through his uh, marriages. A very colorful guy. Um, it's, to me, one of the most interesting guys that, that ever fought because uh, he made a hundred grand for that fight. I think Muhammad made 1.5 million, something like that. But uh, he went on to clean himself up and fight again and win a couple fights. It was, it just had this sort of unbelievable heart with him. Uh, he later sued Stallone uh, and, and uh, Stallone tried to put him in Rocky too. 
He tried to put him in as an opponent, uh, but Wepner showed up on set and was too stoned to actually uh, play the part, which was maybe a half day shoot and sent him home. Uh, he later sued Stallone. And I think back in 2000, I think it was 2006, there was some kind of settlement. It was undisclosed. I'm not sure that he had any grounds to sue. I mean, uh, uh, there, there was a lot of license taken, but he truly was the guy that Rocky was built around. Hmm. And uh, uh, there's a there's a lot more. By the way, there's a uh, there's a a movie called Chuck that's uh, a regular Hollywood kind of movie and uh, stars Lee Schreiber. Very good movie. And it and it goes through this whole thing again. But there's more to it. His his life growing up. And uh, that's a really good movie. But um, I, uh, I recommend it to anybody who wants to see somebody who has utterly no business <laughs> in the ring with the greatest fighter of all time, hanging in there until the last 19 seconds. Uh, to me, it's not like some people see it as failure. I see it as enormous guts, courage, like I don't think I've ever seen uh, in, in, in a lot of other really good, famous fighters. So uh, I, I do recommend it. it sounds I, like a good way to get your brain dislodged from your cranium is what well, it sounds it's, like. It's also crazy when you look at all the major fights of that era and and think that how did they allow people to go 15 <laughs> rounds? You know, 12 and, is and the most. 15. Yeah. 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 Just crazy. Each one worse than the last. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the 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 three fights of the uh of the the you know Ali Frazier series. I mean those guys ended each other's lives essentially in those Pretty fights. Much. Yeah. Bob, Bob really did, did this guy did this guy have like Rocky's affectation? Like the, the did he talk like Rocky and have that whole uh, uh no he was he had he had a he had a Jersey accent instead okay. of a Philly there's a there's, yeah. there is a difference and I can't really like you listen to him talk now he talks like this you know yeah. And uh, he's American unapologetic Jersey, yeah. so about just, anything. Just uh, loved his life. He made some missteps. He he knows he did. He, he cleaned himself up. And uh, he's a liquor distributor or something now. I don't know. <laughs> so he knocked Muhammad Ali down. <laughs> so interesting, interesting thing on that, Ron. And uh, Bob is um, on my podcast, Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Show. <laughs> Oh, you have a podcast? I do. Um, <laughs> you a podcast? Anyway, my podcast, I talked to Jack O'Halloran, right? He was oh, yeah. on, right? But he was also a boxer. And he, yeah. I don't think he fought Muhammad Ali, but uh, no. he did fight Joe Frazier. He says that if you listen to my interview with him, there's a whole section out of it where he was talking with Stallone on the set of a movie. And a lot of what he put into Rocky came from Jack O'Halloran's life. Not necessarily that one specific thing you talked mm. about, but the, specifically the Philadelphia stuff. Mm. Um, mm. And crazy. there was a lot of the stories that. and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I One that. last little fun fact I'll throw out here before we uh, conclude this uh, latest boxing edition. Uh, irony of ironies. Uh, in the Boxing Hall of Fame, you will find a plaque of Sylvester Stallone, but you will not find Chuck Webner. Uh, what? <laughs> Wow. That's yeah, crazy. the Boxing Hall of Fame. That's, that's just a crime. It is a crime. Thank you, Bob, for taking us through the real Rocky. Sounds fascinating. You know what the real crime is? Not subscribing or following or liking the podcast on your favorite podcast app. That's a crime.
in 32 states, mind you. That being said, that completes this week's episode. Upload from episode 23, Longmire from episode 37, The Real Rocky from episode 38. Head over to YouTube. You can search up those episodes, watch the full hour. Subscribe on YouTube and you can be notified every time we go live on Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us as we record Crossing the Streams live. And you can comment along or chat along on the Fireside app. Thank you once again. Tweet at us, at Jeff Dwoskin Show, if you watch any of these or any of the other suggestions and let us know what you thought. In the meantime, don't let me keep you from your favorite spot on the couch where you love to cross the streams. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.